Good morning, welcome to the market wrap for number 102 for APW, Stuart Williamson here at the helm. Um, why are we doing this? Why do we do it? To share with clients news and research on the UK property market, help them make decisions whether to buy or not, where to buy, what to buy, if, if to do anything. Now this week we're going to be covering the housing market is at its peak, is it? But don't wait to buy or you will miss out. Or alternatively, a different title, why waiting for house price falls will be an expensive mistake. Markets are at its peak. Looks pretty crazy out there. Let's just do a quick review of that. There are record highs after two years of pretty crazy demand, overbidding, and it's very difficult if you're buying from offshore especially to get in because all the good stuff has gone and there's just a lot of rubbish out there. There is clear there are clear signs that the market has peaked. In addition, rising interest rates are pushing up mortgage costs, just as inflation is eating away at savings and households are battling with the biggest drop in real incomes on, on record and energy prices are forecast to double again in, or go up by 50% in October. Many analysts are forecasting house price falls to 2023. So is this the worst time to buy a house and should we stand on the sidelines and wait? Okay, the pace of, pace of house price growth slowed from 14.3% in February to 12.1% in March, according to Nationwide Building Society. The Bank of England's decision to raise bank rates to 1% in May is expected to cool demand further. Okay, check out this graph. Very nice, very pleasant. Okay, you can see house price growth is cooling. So it may well be at a peak. So is it therefore a good idea just to wait. Simon Rubenson of the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors said, is it realistic to continue to see double digit house price growth? I mean, we know ourselves, it's not. And he goes on to say, it's certainly not. The real question is how far the market slows and whether it tips into a decline. We could see modest falls, he says. It's quite good that modest falls, oh, being modest. Um, Capital Economics, a consultancy, has forecast real household disposable incomes, which has an effect on consumer confidence to fall by 3.3% in 2023. And that's the truth. If you've got less money in the bank, if you're less confident, you don't really want to go out and do big capital purchases. It further forecasts mortgage rates to rise from 1.8% in March to 3.6% in 2023. Excuse me. They say rates would still be at a low historically, but the jump would be a major shock to markets and homeowners' expectations. Well, I don't frankly think it will, because I think it won't go up by that much, and I think everyone's already expecting it. It's priced in. The year-on-year -year percentage point change in mortgage rates will be the largest on record, based on capital economics data set, which goes back to 1993, which isn't very, very long, really. I remember further back than that. The firm expects house price falls to to drop by 3% in 2023. The alternative view is that house prices may stay high. You know, forecasts of falls are not the consensus. It's only one part of the argument. Lucy and Cook of Savile's estate agents, who do have some skin in the game, obviously because they sell property just like we do, they say instead that price growth would slow. The actual quote is, the four successive rate rises and the cost of living and the rising cost of living are likely to bring more caution 
over coming months, which will mean the rate of house price growth will slow progressively, potentially to single low digit figures in the coming years. That's okay, I can live with that. The strength of the employment market and the ongoing mismatch between supply and demand within the property market is underpinning home values. That is what Mr. Cook said. That's the truth, I think. There's such a shortage out there, you try buying it, you know, and you get gazumped all the time. That's what we're finding. But paradoxically, house price falls won't necessarily, if it does go down, help those trying to buy. Even if house price market does drop and prices fall, it would not necessarily help first time buyers because they were the worst hit by negative by negative economic climate. Excuse me. Mr. Rubinson said, historically, the number of major consistent house price falls are few and far between, and they're normally associated with a big economic downturn. But there are no guarantees, he went on to say, that that scenario plays into the hands of first-time buyers. In downturns, people can find that their jobs are at risk and their wages don't increase. Younger buyers are, all, are often the group hardest hit by recessions, first in, first out, that sort of thing. Rising mortgage costs also mean it be more expensive to buy, even if homes are cheaper. So how does that translate into, into real words? I'll try and do a, a case scenario here. Analysis by Hamptons estate agents shows that a first-time buyer purchasing a typical £229,000 home with a 10% deposit saw monthly mortgage payments jump from £877 to £902 when the bank rate was last increased to 0.75%. The increase from May 2022 will push costs up to £928. This means that a first-time buyer purchasing now will pay an extra £612 per year more than they would have if they had bought at the beginning of March. This means that the rises in mortgage payments will also be large. A first-time buyer will still pay more even if house prices go up again. Oh, they're coming across correctly. A rise in the bank rate to 2% would push up monthly payments to £983. And even if property values drop by 5%, it means, this, this means a buyer would pay an extra £1,272 per year compared to the purchase in March. Uh, Carico mortgage brokers say, uh, Andrew Mortlake, Montlake, Unfortunately, the buyer group that will be most affected by rising rates will be first-time buyers. That is a stage where a buyer has the smallest deposit and needs the most borrowing power. They might find buying becomes out of reach. You know, you're saving up, you haven't got much money. You haven't got much to spend either because you saved it all. Interest rates are going up. You're not going to be able to afford it, so you don't buy. Let's just look at renting versus buying for a moment. Just sort of do a comparison of which is better there. High levels of tenant demand are pushing up rents to super high levels, giving tenants more impetus to buy. Excuse me. The average rent on property outside of London in February was £920, according to Hampton's estate agents. A first-time buyer household will therefore expect to pay around £22,080 in rent across 2023 and 2024, not taking into account any rises, and it is going up by 
14% he went up by last year. Even with potential house price falls, the calculations of buying still stack up for many. It's far better to buy than it is to rent. If this imaginary couple had bought a £229,000 home, which is the average first time buyer price, according to Hamptons, if that then fell by 3% in 2023 and by 1.8% in 2024, as per capital economics forecasts, the property would then be worth £10,868 less than they paid for it. The loss, <coughs> excuse me, the loss would be roughly half what they would have spent in rent over the same period if they'd purchased a 10% deposit. If they had purchased a 10% deposit, they would still be not in negative equity because they'd only fallen by 5%. So here's a chart about rents going up. You can see 14.3% in London. So you're actually better off in that case you know, buying because you're paying less than you would in rent. Finally, Mr. Rubenstone says, if you believe you're better off owning rather than renting, then don't bother to wait for the big price decline that may never happen. And people have been saying it to me now for like three years, it's too much, it'll crash. This also, deciding to buy a property makes even more financial sense if it's a long-term decision. Buyers can ride out any house price falls. Buyers who plan to stay in a property for 10 years or more can generally rely on getting their money back. Mr. Monmouth from Carrico said. Secondly, what effect will inflation have on your savings? Inflation, which Capital Economics forecasts said will be 8.7% in 2022, is a major deterrent from keeping money in the bank, so you're better off putting it into a property. In real terms, the value of the deposit of 22900 to fit in with our 10% for our first-time buyers would have fallen to 21149 by the end of the year. So you're going to lose £1,751 in inflation, eating away at the capital. At the same time, you could go into stock markets. Volatility we've got at the moment makes short-term investing very tricky. Waiting for potential house price falls, frankly, is not worth it if you've got cash or in a stock market. Our own view is don't try and time the market. It's time in the market. You know, the global financial crisis, I think, probably dropped by approximately 15%. Within 22 months, it was back up above the level it had been at prior to the global financial crisis. So it's only a short-term dip if it happens, and you're better off buying anyway than renting. Okay, EPC certification. Last week, a gentleman commented that his wife was an EPC inspector, and she had no idea what was occurring. Therefore, I thought I'd follow up on just on that because it's my sort of thing at the moment, EPCs. Basically, they're a, they're a mess, the rules, and it means many houses will never get upgraded. Why is this? According to the, uh, tele the Telegraph, I think, the government plans for mandatory green upgrades, upgrades in buy-to-lets will exacerbate housing shortages and mean that homes in the north of England will never get upgraded experts have warned. So we'll find out who the experts are in a minute. Energy efficiency improvements required under the EPC rules will be financially unviable in average homes worth less than £162,000, according to a report by the Building Back Britain Commission. I'm not sure if that's a government organisation or a, a private one, but it's pretty sound understanding of what's going on 
which is very good for us. They say landlords with such properties, £160,000 or less, may be forced to sell up because upgrades will not add enough value to their house. You know, you do a, a refurb or an upgrade to your property, you hope to at least double the value you put into it. At the very worst, get your money back. Many landlords are confused about the incoming energy performance certification. That means you must have at least a grade C by 2025 and by the 2028 for existing lets must have it. For homes worth less than £162,000, the average bill of upgrading will cost approximately ten pounds to £12,000, building back Britain Commission said. But this is exceeding any house price gain on properties of £162,000 or less the result of the works, so you're not going to get your money back. So why would you do it? This would be most severe, they say, in, lo in, in, in local authorities marked as levelling up priority areas by the government. More than 2 million homes in England are worth less than £162,000 and they have an EPC certificate below seven, uh, C and they're located in poorer areas. The highest concentration of these homes was to be, is to be found in Blackpool, Burnley and Hindburn where 70%, 69% and 67% of homes will gain no value from energy upgrades. These type of properties accounted for 64% and 60% of all homes in Pendle and Hull. The report goes on to say the nor these northern towns have become buy-to-let hotspots for landlords who fled the south of England in search of cheaper property prices and higher yields, but paying thousands of pounds for green works the cost of which will never be recovered when the property is sold, making investment in these locations far less attractive. Ben Beadle of the National Resident Landlords Association went on to confirm this by saying, landlords with low value properties will struggle to afford improvements needed or get a payback on their investment without some sort of financial support package. This is it, interest-free loan to get it done people will get it done, although it'll be a bit of a hassle, okay? People who don't get it and don't have the money to do it themselves may well be forced to sell up and houses will continue to have low levels of energy efficiency, which is spoiling the whole EPC concept. The NRLA also said that the rental market was all, had already been crippled by an acute shortage of homes. This has pushed up rents to record highs. If we get loads of landlords, setting up to avoid eco upgrades it'll just compound the crisis the build back britain commission finally said there has been no word from the government since it outlined its plan to ban to ban landlords from letting energy inefficient properties which was first announced in january 2021 the government would always be fighting a losing battle on net zero and energy bills unless it contributed funding towards the energy efficiency i.e. interest-free loans, some sort of grant system. You know, why would you do it? So it's a complete mess. Landlords selling up will mean less properties are rentable, more people are going to try to buy, it'll push house prices up. Both these concepts we talked about, the EPC certification will push house prices up. If there is further interest rate uh, increases, and there is house price falls, it doesn't matter. People still need to escape the rental rat trap. Okay, so there we go. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, do take care. Please do like, subscribe, do some comments. 
Um, thank you very much. Cheerio.